Welcome to Far North Token. This is episode 30, August 7, 2016. With your host, Mid Toker. Thank you all for listening. Today we have a very special interview with Mr. Carl Addington. He showed up at the Borough Assembly last week to um, speak out in general against the Borough Assembly holding things up. Not um, not any specific individual, maybe Lance Roberts, but I think he was just talking in general. Just let these business people go. Let them do what they want to do. Last couple days ago, I had a great chance to meet um, someone on their birthday, which is always extra fun to see them in their um, extra birthday happiness. I met Keith Copeland, Doughboy. One of the interesting things about him, if you know him, maybe you can correct me, but uh, I'm sure he doesn't walk around with his case of pipes all the time. He probably has a few with him, I'm sure. This case of pipes that he had, uh, 50 maybe? His plan on his happy birthday was to um, take advantage of all those pipes. And um, I got a chance to smoke out of a handful, to say the least, um, to go through there and pick any certain pipe I wanted to smoke out of. It was a great time. In the process of getting to know him that night, over at a industry get-together, Marcy Luther was holding with uh, Nick Kelsch at uh, GoGrow. Sitting around talking, um, he slings over some... uh, grape ape and says hey take this home so um I, you know i do a little show with it with far north tokers and um in i was gonna save it to to smoke some during the show and yesterday was kind of a tough day for me and to the city. kind of it's nice to have a, a new strain to check out just kind of took a sniff out of it and man what a fruity smell it has it smells like grape if you can imagine um grape ape smelling like grape you know a lot of times they're just called that but um no and i would expect it to be purple it wasn't purple until it's not supposed to be but in, in sitting out it truly took the cares away right before the show and any stress you're feeling it's a good good strain for it in my opinion smooth fruity it's dense dense i mean the bowl lasts for a long time i just want to say it, it was great really um, nice nice nug nice strain doughboy great babe if you get a chance to see doughboy you know check him out Definitely check out the great baby. All right, let's get back to Carl Addington. One of the things in talking to him, one of the reasons I was so happy to see him on Facebook was his, at the Borough Assembly, he spoke out and he sat down, he walks up in his cane and he gets up to the, the desk. thought for sure he would be there to speak out. Just completely stereotyped him. I did. And it's horrible to say, but I did. 
he sits down and I'll read to you what he read to the um, borough assembly. And then we'll just go right into the interview with Carl Addington. I thank the assembly for this hearing. I believe that it is the intention of some of this assembly to subvert the will of the people with regard to consideration of complaints voiced by a small but vociferous group. The voters in Fairbanks spoke loudly in favor of legalization, but now that's a reality. Are we to be subject to the tyranny of the minority? Are we living in a borough governed on the principle of let my conscience be your guide? A number of pioneering entrepreneurs throughout the borough have applied for and have received licenses to conduct various businesses having to do with cannabis. They have played by the rules set forth thus far, but there are those in positions of influence who believe that just because it's legal doesn't make it right. Practically all objections to marijuana's presence in our community that I have heard or read have been based on ignorance, misinformation, fear, and outright prejudice. Give these entrepreneurs the chance to show the cannabis in the community can be good civic neighbors. Let these people pursue their work without further impediment. Let them get on with the job. And if I remember correctly, it was loud applause after that. Uh, after talking to Carl, I think he really did enjoy that. It gave him, um, gave him a little boost. And he's, he's coming out quite as he would call it, the green closet. And uh, what a great time it was talking to him. I, in, I invited him to be on Foreign Lord Tokers. He jumped right at it. He sets up the meeting place at the library. By the way, thanks to Fairbanks North Starboro Public Library, we got a small little room and did the recording in there. Um, without me jabbering much more, let's, let's just listen to Carl. We are Far North Tokers Mobile, here today with Carl Addington. Welcome, Carl. Glad to be here. Very glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, I, I saw your name come up on Facebook after I'd seen you at the assembly. I, I normally record all assembly meetings, hmm. and I was making sure that I was set up to uh, record when we were going up, and you came up under public comment doing something else, and I just hit... I was expecting you to come up there and uh, uh, just be against it, just that uh, the look of, and I'm like, okay, here comes another one. Just listen to it. And I was sitting there going, I'm glad he's going early because then it'll all come afterwards. And, and then what you, what you spoke, um, you, you talked about changing the image, right? Um, let right. conscious, uh, let my conscious be your guide as the tyranny of the minority. Yes. Yeah, I, um, that was kind of a spoof on your on you guys because I uh, I knew I knew as God is my witness I was going to be hobbling in with my cane, a white bearded old guy in a check shirt and a baseball cap. You guys were going to automatically assume that I was one of the <clears throat> vociferous minority. And when I sat down and kind of opened my mouth, I behind me I felt this sort of, what the? <laughs> it was there. And uh, um, I was glad to say what I said, um, because, and to make my point, that cannabis has a lot of faces in it, our community. People don't even realize how many people are consuming. And, and I thought 
here's here's kind of what I put together. I thought it was about time to present the assembly and the public with another face in the ever-changing kaleidoscopic image of the cannabis user. Um, I want to change, try to change the public image from stoners to responsible users who, for whatever myriad of reasons, use to use a plant to make them feel better, um, either physically, emotionally, or spiritually. And I think cannabis has all those properties, and so has reached a wide demographic. Do you think some of the uh, some of the reason successful cannabis users haven't come out is they risk their success? Absolutely. Yeah, it's hard. And fear, to... fear is and and justifiably so. Um, I came out green uh, because just now, just two yeah, weeks ago. Yeah. Ah, congratulations. Well, thank you. That was that was kind of my intention at the same time. I came out of the professional world, and I kind of got to the point of retired for two years, enjoying the hell out of it. Thank you very much. Uh, but I kind of figured that any reputation that I had established in this community, in the minds of other people, was done long, long ago. So I really didn't have much to lose after all. How was your public image a positive one? I like to think so. Right. I like to think so. I, I, uh, I was a teacher in this district for 17 years. And, Says uh, a lot. And touched uh, a lot of people. A lot of, a lot of people, and uh, I've had some great experiences. I had some wonderful students, um, and I like to think that I made a difference in some young lives. Have you faced any backlash from two weeks ago? And not. Not so much ex online a little bit. Just from people you don't know? Just Facebook yeah, stuff? Yeah. Yes, Facebook stuff and, and folks that really need to get a better vocabulary. <laughs> we we use the words we know. <laughs> I guess that's right. I know. I think I heard somewhere uh, the vulgarity uh, that's used sometimes in the English language that we can just look at Shakespeare and there's so many ways to insult someone. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, and... Uh, um, I was actually reading something the other day that, you know, even though our language has coarsened somewhat, it's become far more expressive in a lot of ways. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. Hopefully cannabis had something to do with that. Well... It makes us think silly thoughts, I think, George Carlin said. Absolutely. And God loves those siri silly thoughts. That's, yes. Uh, that... From... From thence come inspiration, I guess. I don't know. Right, and the right person hearing it. That's right. It can be. What? What is your background with cannabis? Uh, have, well, how has it stayed in the closet this okay. long? Okay. Um, when I first left home, I left home and became a professional musician. I hit the bars when I was 17 years old. There it is. That's that's why. Uh, well, <laughs> Musician. I, uh, I busted out of college. I had a full-ride music scholarship, and I busted out because I didn't want to be there. I wanted to be playing music in saloons. So sure. uh, I had a scholarship to Adams State College in Alamosa, Colorado, and I wanted to go to Denver. And I went to Denver and got into the music scene. I was, did a single kind of thing and played in a couple of bands and this and that. And it was just all over the place. It was ubiquitous. I mean, yes. it was every place. And so I used it. And uh, and I can remember, 
the best times I had were down in Anchorage. I actually got on a music uh, on a circuit down there and played in in uh, nice dinner clubs and so forth back in the just the post pipeline days. And uh, I can remember musicians back in the day. It was all over the place, and then. I can remember being in a room with 30 people, and most of them were pretty good musicians, and everybody's lit up, and they're jamming their butts off, and it was a great time. Um, everything from bluegrass to acoustic Pink Floyd, mm. I kid you not, I do a mean version of brain damage on an acoustic guitar. Um, but I put myself through college playing down there in Anchorage, uh, playing music, and... Um, but then when I started teaching, I took a 20-year hiatus. I quit using cannabis at all because I thought it was—I thought it was hypocritical. Oh, because what you're like maybe um, uh, dare programs and things like that. Well, and and you know I I had signed a contract onto a company, if you will, okay. and uh, uh, there was a certain company policy and uh, both. You know, you know, in place and also implicit that drugs were bad. And right. so while I was signed on to that particular company, I was going to toe the company line. And so I quit. And you, you stayed stone-free until just retiring two years ago? Yeah. What happened was uh, I'd take it for pain uh, management I've had four back operations in the last 10 years, and I'm going to have another one at the end of this month. How do you get your, um, I know there's so many different strains, Are you? do you um, uh, search out the high CBDs, or, and, uh, uh, or just you just... Actually, I, you I, I use a strain called Dr. Crippling's Incredible Bulk. That sounds great. And it's uh, it's eighty percent indica, twenty percent uh, sativa. Um, but it the the stuff that I have access to, they always catch it right before the trichomes start turning brown, and I catch it right on the cusp, and that seems to be the be the the strain for me right now, anyway. Right. It, that's that's one of the things I've liked about coming legalization that I actually know what I'm consuming. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing. You know, uh, uh, both of my doctors know about this, and, and they know how I, uh, how I consume. And how did that go? How, um, my doctor was not happy to hear that I was um, using. Uh, actually, it went pretty well because I gave them the facts, and I, I showed... One of the things was, well, you know, you never know what you're getting. You know, somebody's going to lace your you're right. your pot. What uh, they're going to spend extra money to get you higher. They put in, you know. And I, so I said, you know, in my forty years plus experience, that has never happened to me. You know, no. good point. Are they going right. to spend extra money putting extra dope in there? No. Mm -hmm. um, so I've I, bought things that weren't. Yes, cannabis. Absolutely. But nothing. Uh, yeah, everybody's gotten a bag of shake from a quote friend. Unquote. Oh, right, and even friends of friends, and they say, "Yeah, they're gonna they'll set you up, they'll meet you, they'll meet you," and then you get, "Whoa, I can't believe what your buddy just gave." So me. I started giving my doctors, uh, told them step by step. Well, first of all, I grow it my myself. 
That's okay. probably a good start. So I know what I'm getting and what I'm putting into it. So there's an argument blown out. Well, you know, 85% of the material that you smoke is plant material with a lot of, you know, pretty nasty stuff in it. Mm-hmm. I might buy that. I vape. Nice. I've got a, I've got a uh, mighty, what do you call it? A, um, it's a, it's the... Dr. Dabber? No, it's the step, stepson of the volcano. It's a, it's a, <laughs> I've seen the volcano. It's a portable unit. Wow, Carl. That is a pretty nice machine. Yeah, go for it. Take a look. Um, it's... it The mighty. It bakes at... Uh, well, it'll go to 410 degrees, but I bake everything pretty much at 390 degrees, 395. 395. Is this a fla- just flour vaporizer? No, it'll take it'll take concentrates and oils, I guess. Right. I've never done that stuff before. I don't know anything about it. I we can definitely get you connected <laughs> with someone who can. Well, I tell you, um, man, that's a that is a nice machine. I well, it, it's a high end machine. But I <laughs> if Germany. I was, if I was going to start administering medicine, I needed a a good delivery device. And so here was my second argument against uh, with the doctors. I said, "Look, uh, <coughs> I'm decarboxylating this stuff." They understood decarboxylation and uh, the fact that I was just getting the basic uh, vaporized oils and uh, trichomes and the, uh, the cannabinoids. Others. Yeah, that stuff. <laughs> right. I'm the sorry fancy if I'm words. not. If I'm not up on all of the... No, I'm glad I was able to catch that word for you. Yeah, well, thanks. But, uh, so there was another argument. And then I showed them pictures, baby pictures, of my little grow. And uh, I said, next argument. And actually, my doctors were pretty accepting. I didn't catch any grief from them after that. Nice. Did that... One of the things that my doctor said that I had to be really careful, they would not administer any pain medication after they found out that I was using cannabis. Oh, and yes, there's a, if you were using pain medication, and that's another reason I started using, right. because I had two options, three options. I have monthly spinal injections, which are god-awful in every respect. Um, just injection. Yes. Um, spine. So I've got that. I've got surgery, which I'm finally having to succumb to one more time. Or opioids. And uh, those are my three options. And I tell you what, I've been on Percocets for years. And I will tell you what, coming down off of those is not any fun at all. Yeah. Any you kind know, of without any kind of, of any kind of intervention, you know, just doing it yourself, you know, and and this is prescribed medicine that makes you feel really bad when you don't have it. Yes, I had experienced that at the end, uh, uh, maybe in May. Uh, Paxil, I believe. Oh yeah, it's an antidepressant. Yeah, I just um, was on that. You know, got to the summertime thinking things are going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. Let's just. Um, Never been on prescription drugs and dropped that, and it was bad. Oh yeah, I, I you, agree. You, you will take a you'll take a big 
tailspin. And and it's good that you're realizing that it's not situational necessarily. (laughs) It's something else totally different. It was. It felt felt like a permanent drunk Mm -hmm. and not being there. And Mm -hmm. it was good that I was familiar with that feeling, but uh, it wasn't good that I wasn't doing anything to get there. The problem with with this deal with my back, and I don't want to belabor it, is that it just... uh, the, the pain is there 24-7, and so this helps me function. Uh, I can, and I hope your listeners can judge for themselves that uh, I'm not uh, babbling. <laughs> I hope that I'm carrying on a coherent conversation, but at the same time, I'm telling you at this time that before we came in, I had a little... Uh, little Maraboost, Canaboost. Oh, I was. Uh, that's the thing. Uh, me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've not done the mobile show without consuming mm-hmm. um, with the person at the time. But mm-hmm. being here at the library, this is a great room. Yeah. By the way, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a really nice venue. But you do have to abide by their rules. Uh, definitely, and that's yeah. okay with me. And they're they're letting us uh, use their room. Absolutely, so and, uh, that is a good thing. And. You know, it's a great facility. I love this library. I've spent a lot of time here. One day when I get my own lab, when I get my own uh, music <laughs> center. One thing that you were saying about medical that I wanted to touch on is the this THC limits that mm-hmm. they're putting, they're starting to talk about in Colorado. Um, and then we have a five milligram limit on our edibles now with a max of 50 in a container. Mm-hmm. Um, five milligrams is really nothing. Yeah, uh, 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 for the beginner, yeah, it's good. Yes, yes. But we're we're there are experienced people out there. I think that's really going to push the black market. Wise the edible. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, at the same time, I really like to be optimistic. I think I think there's going to be. I think it's going to be a lot like politics in general. There's going to be pendulum swings within within the cannabis community and within uh, the decision-making powers that be. I think there's going to be more swinging back and forth. I think I like to be optimistic. That's why I'm coming out to to the right. local politicians and so and see in the face of the assembly change. We've got Sean Tacky running. He's going to be taking uh, Diane Hutchinson's seat, which is just going to be great. Well, here's a here's a spoof. Go ahead, spoof it. Yeah, I'm, we're, I just was checking, make sure we're still recording. Yeah, I didn't want to lose this. Well, it's not really a spoof, but you know, all you have to do is start presenting good hard data. I noticed one lady who got a whole lot of a whole lot of attention the other night was a lady from the Lung Cancer Association. She walked in with paper. Her clipboard. (laughs) And she gave it to the to uh, the board. And uh, Guy Sadly when she, as she walked up to present, yeah, she walked and gave to each one. She, I think she handed a sheaf of papers, but Guy sadly took it and he said, "I don't think I've ever seen any hard evidence having to do with this issue at all." Something on those lines. <laughs> get note to self: get Guy sadly <laughs> good info, and it comes with such respect. The American Lung Association. 
Well, see, that's the thing. And if we start presenting them with good, solid evidence, you may have noticed in the paper, in the uh, <laughs> news minor, uh, just yesterday or the day before, there was another article, another letter to the editor. Mm -hmm. uh, Karen Dowry? Lowry, yeah. Dowry. Uh -huh. Who, uh, she presented at the assembly as yes, well. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, Alaskan Blooms, I think. Yes. And uh, uh, They're good people. I, I've talked to them a few times. Yeah. Well, she mentioned that uh, there there was video, and I checked it out, and that video has President Obama in a liter in a, an interview saying that we're not going to waste resources on questions that have already been settled in the states. Good, verbatim. That's there. how long ago was that? Just maybe this last year. If not, it was 2015. It was 2015, late 2015. Yeah, both. And, uh, then there was. Another thing that she cited, which was a, uh, which was an article from the Military Times in April, which said that the DEA has let the uh, army conduct tests using cannabis cannabis to treat PTSD. It's all the and big news. That's that's big news. That's really big news, and that is the kind of data that these people need to look at. The argument in the letter was, you know, if um, if cannabis is such a danger to the community, uh, health risk to the community, per uh, Lance Roberts, right. why is the DEA allowing these uh, medical tests to continue with the U.S. military? And also the other argument that Lance Roberts had made was uh, that, um, uh, what was the other one, first one? Trying to remember. Yeah, I'm not sure um, that uh, it was going through neighborhoods. He was talking. Yeah, about. it was a it was a public it was a um, public threat to health, illegal. illegal threat to public health, and it was illegal. And you have that YouTube video of President Obama saying, "We're not going to waste the money." Right, and I, I believe it's isn't it any kind of change? We're more states. I think there's five states in November that are going to be voting to legalize, and then like, like three that. more medical. Something like that. There's there's got to be a tipping point. I'm not sure what that tipping point is in the states, but eventually it's reached. California is not going to be a tipping point. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of money. It is, and Texas as well. And then what I'm hearing with Massachusetts, mm -hmm. they're in the Northeast. I saw a uh, a Rand uh, study done on if Vermont legalized how they would um, make so much money in taxes by out-of-state people coming and buying mm -hmm. and supporting the whole Northeast. So Massachusetts jumped the gun. Vermont did not, through the legislature, do it. And it's going to be legalized in, well, the vote for legalization mm -hmm. coming up in Massachusetts mm -hmm. soon. I just don't understand why we are having such growing pains up here. Uh, I it's, think it's mostly through control. misinformation. I really do. I'm big advocate and get the straight word out to people because and then I'm really happy about some of them that are really supportive most of the the borough assembly is very supportive I got that and I got that Hutchinson's gone she's gone after no November. is that the term limit kind of thing uh, yes term limit oh good um, Lance Roberts he just he just won last fall so yeah. he's in for three more years yeah um, he he almost lost to Sean Tacky as a write-in. Um, so Tacky will be taking Hutchinson's. The other person, Guy Satley, who is not for on-site on consumption, 
but and, and that's something we can talk about too. Um, but I'll, I'll get back to that. I wanna, yeah, yeah. What, what is um, one thing that I was reading in in your um, uh, speech to the assembly yeah. was coming out green. I was I went to watch that today and I I stopped it, got pulled away. And uh, could you give us a, a little summary of that? And so um, to it's know, a it is a video that is put out by a really reputable site, and you're going to ask me for the name of it, and I'm not going to. No, that's fine. It. We can all search coming uh, out green. YouTube. But um, it's it's a website that that emphasizes medicinal use and and healthy living. Um, oh, this is just not the name of a video. This is the name of a whole website and movement. Well, the Coming Out Green <laughs> is the name of a video that comes from this group. Got you. That's what I'm trying to say. But the Coming Out Green is a really uh, powerful little two-minute and 30-second video of people, normal, everyday people, professional people, students, old, young, you name it, all walks of life. Talking, trying to talk about talking about cannabis to other people, right. uh, and and saying yes. By the way, I use cannabis, and uh, this is me. And you've known me for a long, long time, and you might not have known this, but uh, here I am. But it's really difficult. I mean, I, for all the things we've been talking about, right. your professional lives, your your personal lives, your employment. Do you have kids? No, I don't have cats. I, I've got kids, and there's, in that idea, I hide it from my kids. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to. It's a request of my wife. Mm -hmm. She's not a cannabis user. Um, and at this, at this point, I don't know how some of my older kids don't know. But they're not saying anything, and you see these little talks about, um, or you know, when you're hiding it, then you make them feel it's bad. And or the little, uh, the little innuendo, little jokes that you make about right stuff. And then starting to talk about this business. Hmm. Um, we're talking, I'm talking about writing applications, and we're starting this oh. new business, and kids are just I can't looking at me. leave what you guys are going through to try to get into business. One of the good things about it is the state is being so good about, you You filled this out wrong. It needs to be done this way. You send it back, it's good. Oh, cool. They are really generous. I I don't know how long they will continue to be mm -hmm. when they're just flooded with people. But yeah. at this point, when we were one of the first... And you jump in, man. <laughs> you you got to be doing things wrong. Strike while the iron's hot. you got to. you got to. It is. So what do you think about that? Even not with having kids? kids. With yeah. kids? If I had kids, I believe what I would do is to coach them on what is medicine and what is not. Medicine is something that your parents, your mom, your dad, or the school nurse gives you. Any other medicine, you never touch. You right. never touch medicine that is not given to you by your mom, your dad, and this is medicine. You stay away from it. And I think that's a good way I to... Because kids I are really... I mean, yeah, I've, I've taught my kids to stay away from medicine. Children like, like boundaries that are set lovingly and enforced fairly. Right. 
I, I mean, I, I don't have any kids, but I. Oh, you've been a teacher some for people, a long time. Some people said, "Do you have any kids?" And I would tell them every year, "Yeah, I've got 140 of them." Right. That was my caseload. No, you know, you get to love them. So sure. I had plenty of kids. Do you know uh, Steve D'Angelo? He runs the Harborside um, Health Center. No, I'm I'm a real newbie to all of this. I really He's, am. He kinda... is one of the forefront guys. He wrote um, Cannabis Manifesto. Oh, okay. Well, I'm reading that right now. Uh, I just didn't. Great. I just didn't uh, catch the name. Yeah. I've so got his one of his main points is um, wellness. Mm-hmm. That you are. It's not medicinal. It's not recreational. It's all wellness. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I, I've really bought into that over the last couple of years of, of feeling it. When we say know, we're doing it recreational, I've got to, I've got to give a nod to recreational users for God's sake. You know, sometimes you just want a couple of cocktails at the end of the day, right. and what is the wrong with that? Uh, I'll tell you, um, to me, there's not a. That's part of wellness, I think. Yeah, it, it is. That, that's that's the worry about calling it medicine. For me, and it's, it's it's easy for kids to understand yeah. the medicine factor. Yeah, I think, and as they would get older, you would say, okay, start giving them the history of pot, right? You know, and 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 all the all the questions that it's opened up. Um, but I don't think all the questions are that hard to answer, particularly with the community, as long as we're up front. We're personal about personable about it. We're articulate about it. Unfortunately, the suits and the ties are the ones that we have to deal with. I know. I I, I look up at the assemblies all the time and feel they're they're always wearing the ties. All of them. The spoof I was telling you about. I was thinking of giving them some really good demographic data about users who smokes. The demographic that most recent that I've read is it's somewhere between uh, that uh, um, about fifty percent of the people between the age twenty five and sixty have tried it once. About seventeen percent of that percentage use it on a regular basis. And I was thinking about having a night when when there are some cannabis-friendly people in the audience asking them to stand up if, quote, they have ever used cannabis. And, of course, people will. And that then, will be a big coming out for Then I would look at the, at the assembly, none of whom are going to be standing at that point, and then you would, have to, you would have to tell the assembly that they are demonstrating a statistical impossibility. I'd love to see you do that. <laughs> I, I uh, don't you think? <laughs> I I wonder who if anyone would stand. I I I would like to think some people would, but I don't. Yeah. Know. I would like to see if the demographic shakes out. <laughs> are you Are you going to try? <laughs> no, I can't do that. That's that's. Well, what do you think about this on-site consumption? Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. Yeah. Period. Um, my God, I would. I have been to. Two bars in this town, and I've lived in Fairbanks for twenty, almost twenty-five years now. I've been to two bars because it's a bar. I used to be a musician. I played in bars. A bar's a bar. A drunk is a drunk, and you know they all smell the same, whether they got smoking or not. It right. still smells like a bar. I would much rather go to a place where people are consuming. 
<coughs> some lattes and some uh, you know smoothies and right. chewing on a good bar or something yeah. like that. Did you make it to the THC club at all? The higher calling? No, I didn't. No. Did you ever think about it? Well, I. It was great. Was it? Was it? No, I. I don't know that I did really think about it because I. 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 To me, it just looked like this place. Unfortunately, is not going to fly. <laughs> and it didn't. And it didn't. <laughs> um, a lot of reasons it didn't. Um, but it was. It I was think great. It was a good idea. And met a lot of good people through yeah. that, and um, but I think we want to class the whole thing up a little bit. Well, there's yeah. just there's a room for everyone. That's right. I mean, there's there's going to be people that want to go into that kind of place. There's yeah. going to be people that want to go to a hot tub place. There's yeah. going to be people that want to go yeah, to a bowling sure, alley. Sure, it, that's yeah. that's what's going to be the beautiful thing about legalization mm-hmm. and acceptance that we can start adding this piece that's that's been part of our life the whole time. Mm-hmm. I, I'm. You think they're going to deschedule it this year? Like this year? Saying, no, they keep saying they're I know. going to deschedule. I think we're really close. I, I think we're going to wait till California does it, Massachusetts does it. Well, I mean, descheduling off of the. Uh, no, I don't think they will. Yeah. Taxes. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, we're mm-hmm. under that um, 280E, where if they de- 280E is um, saying that they're going to be taking like 70, 80 percent of profits. In taxes, based off of you can't, uh, you can't. Uh, what's that word? You can't write off mm-hmm. taxes on anything in the in the illegal uh-huh. trade. Uh-huh. Uh, if they would declassify, that opens that whole door up, and yeah. you can then you can get accounts. God, we need and some good more. We need research it. in this country, and we're not. We need it for the banking. They- Oh yeah, which is the taxes, but I just don't I think the government's going to let go. Colorado is trying to set up some sort of a state credit union. Why doesn't Alaska do that? Well, it's crazy That's to me. Smart. I think we started started originally thinking about a state bank, but it, yeah, I, who knows? Cannabis cannabis industry could start one. Well, I'll tell you, I've I've been I I got active in my mind about a year ago. I really hadn't done anything public before this but um, you know I really enjoyed talking to you about this and I'm sure we're going to talk some more but uh, definitely um, I don't know I'm I'm really hoping that we can make some progress with with this because it is silly for people to feel bad about using a medicinal plant and one that makes them feel good psychologically emotionally physically spiritually however you know um, it is What's wrong with that? <laughs> well, you know what, Carl? Let's just finish on that. Um, I, I really appreciate you meeting me out here and uh, getting on Far North Tokers. Thank um, you. That I'm, was fun. I'm I hope very excited. Made to some have sense you. tonight. Well, you certainly did. We will. Um, I, I hope to have you on again. Anytime. All right. Any hey, thanks, Carl. Thank you. Hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. You can find more episodes on SoundCloud. Search Mid Toker. See ya.